Hi, this is Joanna Rolick, the Executive Director of the Lake Forest Lake Bluff Chamber of Commerce, and this is the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined by co-host Scoo Walker. How are you doing, Scoo? I'm good, Pete. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Seems like we keep missing weekends. It goes by. Uh, yeah, I was out, I was out of town in an interesting town, Aspen, Colorado. Holy cow! Looks it's like Lake Ooh. Forest with mountains. Hey, we got a sponsor for the show, Dakota Insurance Group. Dakota Insurance Group has your back, school. You know why? Why? Because that's that's what friends are for. Dakota Insurance Group handles all your insurance needs. Consumer, corporate, and what is this month, Scoo? I'm trying to remember. Life insurance awareness. Life insurance. Because if you're going to crappie off, this is the month to do it, right, Scoo? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You got any uh, coupons? No coupons. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Visit dakotainsurancegroup.com. Ask for Pam. Get a quote now, especially if you're not feeling so hot this month, right? All right. One of the things we like to do here at the Lake Forest Podcast is put a spotlight on local people doing great things. Well, there's nobody greater than the Joanna Rolick, Executive Director of the Lake Forest Lake Bluff Chamber of Commerce, 25 years. Joanna, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure, fellas. My pleasure. And yeah, it's almost 25 years. So on April Fool's Day next year, it'll be 25 years. It'll be be 25? Oh, we're going to round up. We're going to round up. Yeah, yeah, long time. So 25 years, and this is our 100th show, Joanna. We saved it it. for you. 100 shows of pure bliss. That's right. I love it. So Joanna, for all the people that move into town, there's a lot of in and out coming in here. Can you give us a little background on yourself? Tell us a little bit about the chamber. Sure, sure. happy to. So I am uh, an Evanston native, Evanston High School, lived down the shore for the first several years of my life, went off to college in Boston to study music. I'm actually a trained performer. That's my background. But my day jobs, after I got married and my husband and I moved to Colorado, talk about Aspen, right? We lived in the Denver Boulder area for seven years. And, you know, you couldn't make a living performing there. So I had day jobs that Actually, I really liked, and I ended up doing uh, work for the National Conference of State Legislatures. Boulder Chamber of Commerce was my first job, coincidentally, and then uh, moved into doing some PR with the Denver Symphony, a friend who said, come with me, let's do PR there. You'll love it, and I'll teach you everything I know. And I said, sure. So I did that, and then um, my late husband got a position here. And so for me, it was coming back home to the North Shore, just doing some great stuff. But we moved to Lake Bluff. I had never heard of Lake Bluff. And when we were looking for houses coming from Denver, as you can imagine, the price of housing there was a little bit different then. I remember that we looked up on Flagstaff Mountain overlooking Boulder and said, oh, isn't that a great house? And I wish we could afford it, but it's so far beyond our means. Well, it was like $53,000, right? So at any rate, we come here and it was quite a jolt, but we found, we started moving up the the shore, the coast, the shore and found Lake Bluff, fell in love and raised our three kids there. And while I was there, 
got my real estate license when I first moved up here because I thought that would be fun. And then I started working with our Lake Forest Symphony doing PR and started doing some shows here with Scoo's in-laws with the crutches. There you go. Yep. So your father-in-law, well, everybody. I think I I never performed with Pam, but with Deb. Right. We did shows together. And Marilyn, Marilyn was involved at court and she started the Volunteer Center. Right. right. Or was one of Jay the first people. Yeah, absolutely. Jay and Marilyn. And then Jay was involved in center stage, of course, oh, and was yeah. one of the people that started it. So any rate, it's small world stuff, Pete. And uh, it was good fun. What? So I got involved with that a lot. Real estate, as I say, and I was VP of Griffith Grant and Lackey, which is now GGL Compass Group. And then some, I was doing some uh, work for um, the Market Square Merchants Association back when they had their own association. They all paid a little bit each month to pool their resources, do some events, some promotion, some mailings, got to know a lot of them. And when they said there was an opening at the uh, Chamber of Commerce, I thought, huh, that would be interesting. So I applied along with a lot of other people and I was very fortunate to be hired. So that was 1997. Unbelievable. And school know this, but the whole world has changed since 97. No. Yeah. no. Think, of, think of the businesses, school. I know. I know. It's an unbelievable. I wish we were back there with all the businesses. Right, right when the internet was getting going, you had that yeah. and then right through uh, COVID, because how I heard about you, uh, Joanna, was, you know, one of the first shows we did was Joe from Chiefs. And then uh, he recommended to have Jeff Urso on. And both yeah. of them said, if it wasn't for you, they, they don't know where they, they, they would have been that you helped them out. And then after those two, everybody was singing praises to you. So uh, kudos to you, uh, Joanna. I don't know oh, what you did. What did... What did you do for those guys? You know what? I've got to tell you, I've got a phenomenal team at the chamber. I I mean, a really phenomenal team. And I'd like to do a shout out to them. There is Amy Taylor, who's actually is leaving us right now, marketing and communications. Sarah Lockhart, who does social media. Sue Cassanda, who is our membership manager, and she's outstanding. And Kirsten Kasperson, who is our office manager. So you know, Pete, I'll tell you what, and, and school knows this too. It's, it's kind of a small world here and, you know, some call it our bubble and it is in a way, but there are so many people who know each other. And that's what I have loved about this job because they will raise their hand and say, I'll help. Right. And so what we found was after we got over the shock last year in March, of the close down, you know, we we saw our role as disseminating information and it was, we have a tagline of the power of connection and, you know, it's connecting people, but also um, finding ways to collaborate, bringing them educational opportunities because people didn't know how to move forward. It was just such a shock to, to most everybody. So, I mean, those two guys were two of the ones that raised their hands. And, you know, I have to do a shout out back to them because uh, what we did, one of the people that stepped forward was Kathleen Wood, who is a co-owner of Susie's Swirl. Kathleen is a, she's a professional business consultant. That is her work. Kathleen Wood Partners. Kathleen uh, raised her hand and said, hey, wait, you know what? Let's talk about the restaurants. We can talk about businesses and best practices. 
And she helped me put together a series of workshops that we did virtually. We learned how to use Zoom. And I look back on those and I think, oh my God, those poor people, you know, I mean, I, I would drop them. I would, ah. And what you see here, which is my dining room table, was the yeah. chamber office for a year, right? We didn't have an office anymore. Anyway, but we put together some things. And one of the presentations was about collaboration. And Jeff Urso was the model of it from the first moment because Jeff was a pizza guy. He did deliveries. So he looked at those businesses around him and said, wait, I can help you. And I remember him saying to seniors in his promotion, if you want to order something from Heinen's, I'm right next door, I'll deliver it with the pizza. And then he talked to Susie Swirl and said, if they want to order some swirling frozen goodness, I'll deliver that too. And to Mike Dornicker, who owns Lake Bluff Brewing Company, same thing. So you could order your beer, your pizza, and your frozen dessert, right? And it just went on and on. And we just found that there were a lot of people who really stepped up and really did some good things. So for us, it was about information, Pete. We sent out email after email after email about the PPP, about the idle loans, about the status from status updates from the, the state, from our municipalities. And, um, you know, I, I'm very glad that that was helpful. And basically we said, to our businesses, you tell us what you need. And they did. One of the things that I, I'm most proud of, the virtual stuff that we pivoted, that word, but pivoted to do that included selling gift cards for the businesses. We did that last year. And then also continuing to sell chamber gift certificates so that the public could continue to support the businesses. Because without public support, they can't exist. End of story. You know, if you don't shop there and if you do all your shopping online, much as you love having that store, they're not going to be there. So so gift certificates last year, we sold $22,000 worth and they're redeemable locally. And it was it was great. So so you know what? We did everything we could. We just hoped we were answering the call in the right way and and keeping things going. What do you think was the biggest learning from uh, COVID? I mean, the easy one is, you know, digitizing menus and whatnot, uh, but it really forced people to uh, pick up the pace getting online. At least that's what I saw. What do you think? I would agree. I mean, I think that's part of it, but I think we're still learning from it. You know, it's not over. I mean, we we thought June rolled around and, and we saw things opening up again and we thought, great you know, we can move back to what is normal. And then the question is, what is normal? You know, there were some businesses that basically, and and here's a lesson for you, Pete. There are some businesses that said, I'm going to hunker down in my four walls till it returns to normal, right, Scoop? And, (laughs) and, you know, and it wasn't going to happen, right? And it hasn't happened. And even in June, when we thought we'd be back to more normal, Restaurants at least could have uh, service outside and could, could continue to do what they were doing. And they really rallied. So Pete, to your point, that was a big lesson. You could lighten up and be ready to, you know, be more nimble to change things up as things changed, which was happening on a daily basis for a while, weekly, monthly. And we're still kind of reacting. It's still reactive. How how many people are moving into the area, you think? A thousand a year, something like that? Every two years, maybe? 
Yeah, I think maybe every two years. Every thousand. two years. Okay. So yeah, they're coming yeah. in, you know, small business guys, you know, like me and Scoo. You're with the chamber. If I move in, I, I set up shop. What, uh, what do I get by doing business with you, Joanna, at the chamber? How do you help me? Well, I can tell you that what we're doing for new residents that are moving in is um, we have something that we call a welcome box that is coupons from businesses in Lake Forest, Lake Bluff. So that's number one. So it's a welcome box that includes coupons for services and for, um, and they're the little tchotchkes and great stuff yeah. that say welcome and we give materials and things like that. So we, we get that out to the public. So it used to be that we had 400 of those a year, but that, that really grew. I think the st stat that I heard was that last year, don't quote me on this. Well, yeah. look, I'm saying it publicly. Oh, don't, there there's were... no, there's no fact checkers on the show, Janet. Trust me. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, like 630 closings last year. That's unbelievable, right? So that's 630 households that turned around last year in one way or another. So what we do, Pete, and for those who have moved up here, there are people who are small business people. And what we do is we provide, um, we have publications. We have a community guide and a shopping and dining guide we publish every year and we send them out to every household. There are probably 12,500 households in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. So we do that. We have a website. We have a tremendous social media presence, multiple pages, groups. We have, and this is a big one for local businesses now who are trying to hire. We have something called LFLB at Work. And that is a group where they post their openings and people can look for openings uh, that include both volunteer and paid positions and also internships for students. So there's that, you know, so we've got a, a big social media presence, but the other thing that we have is spotlights. We do interviews and spotlights that appear on the website and also are shared on social media. Every business that's a member of the chamber, and I'm very proud to say that we have 402 members. We have 402 nice. businesses and nonprofits that are members of the chamber. And that's, we're one of the biggest around actually, which I'm very, very proud of. But we have events. We've started networking events again before work, which is um, open to anybody, whether you're a member or not. We do that twice a month and we do it at Life Working Coworking which is one of our partners. And that's a, a wonderfully interesting story. That's a co-working space on Westminster and Forest, right around yeah. the corner from U-School. Yep. And Steve Whittington has a great place up there. So we do networking there. So you don't have to be a member to come and join us for a little schmoozing and building up a referral network, right? But if you're a member, you're on our website, you're on our business directory, which that and the calendar of events are the two most visited aspects of our, of our website. We have a good homepage too. I like that. The business directory, every business that's a member gets a mini webpage where all of their information is on it. They can post updates at will. You can email them through it, find their website, photographs for those who want it, video, descriptions of what they have. So it's a great way to be introduced to businesses, which is such a priority for us. We, we really want to provide every opportunity for our businesses to be out there and to meet and engage their public. 
Speaking of events, you guys do. Don't, don't you have some auto show? Now, remember, Joanne, I've only lived here three years. Scoo's been here forever, so I'm just learning. Is there like a now and then auto event or something? What is that all about? Okay. So the other thing that we do is put together special events. And, you know, we're very fortunate in both towns. In fact, last weekend, Lake Bluff celebrated its 125th um, anniversary one year late. So, so, you know, I was on the committee and they were joking about it, how it took 126 years to have that 125th anniversary party. Right. But, um, but, you know, there are some wonderful events in both towns and in Lake Forest, the foundation, um, the Parks and Rec Foundation does some great stuff. They had that music fest recently, and there's some other things, the 4th of July and some other things that are done. So for us, what we want to do is promote our businesses. So we have a cocoa crawl that we do at wintertime, you know, to get people into the stores for holiday shopping and to the to the eateries and drinkeries. But this one is a car show that was recommended. Actually, the idea came out of Sean Carter of Britt Carter Furniture a couple of years ago. So in 2019, we thought, okay, let's do it. Let's do it out in West Lake Forest, which doesn't get a lot of activity. Um, You know, all the stuff seems to take place in Market Square or over at Deer Path School, right? Or at the beach. So we thought, all right, Let's let's set something up out west. And we got uh, there were a couple of car aficionados that raised their hands. Here we go again and said, we'll do it. And we put together this fantastic committee. So what they did, and this is what makes it different. We decided that it was going to be instead of just just vintage cars like that's that's impressive. Um, But instead of just those cars that we would bring in the now cars so that we could have some of the superstars from the dealerships that are members of the chamber, right? Uh. Gorgeous Ferraris. And it, uh, I mean, it went on and on. So we decided on the then and now format, we had 1500 people come to see these cars. So they were by invitation. In other words, you couldn't just pull up in your car and park it and be part of it. And that's the way a lot of the shows are. And that's great fun. But this one, our committee put together a group of their friends who each had a category so that you could have British cars and sports cars, and you could have the muscle cars and you could have the current one. So there are all these different categories by invitation so that you can walk through and it's like a chronology of the auto world and it's fabulous. So um, we even had one car the last time that came on a truck. And I think it was either a flatbed because it was not driven in, but that was the year that the movie Ford and Ferrari came out. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same car. It wasn't the car, but the same car as in that movie. And I don't recall what its value was, but it was in excess of a million and a half, I think. And, you know, so you've got a, yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you like to to insure those, don't you? Absolutely. I have a couple of those. (laughs) Do you really? Do you really? Yeah. Is it our beater category? (laughs) I was just going to say my car got denied my minivan. What? Well, flatbed. Now and then. That's because it's not running. <laughs> well, you're gonna well say that's, what, that's what came on the flatbed. Well, you can bring it and park it in the parking lot. How's that? I don't think they'll but let me. Here, 
this year, what we decided to, obviously we couldn't do it last year, but this year everybody's rallied and we're so excited about it because we have the hundred cars in all these categories. We have state-of-the-art fire truck, Actually, I think we're going to have a fire truck and an ambulance and also a police car, which will be fun for kids. But what we decided to do this year was also have two more elements to take the train station building. We have entertainment, too, which is this fabulous group called the Flat Cats. They participated last time and they're just fabulous. So they'll be there, too. So we have entertainment. But in the train station, we're calling it the food and libation station. So we've got eight different businesses with food and beverage, including Lake Bluff Brewing Company and Highwoods Pazzo Divino. Yeah, they've got this little vehicle, a little wine colored truck that you yeah. take down the side and it has spigots with wine. Oh, yeah. So we'll have that there. And then we've got um, several of our- the art there? Yeah, that's exactly okay, right. I thought, yeah. That's Lorenzo, cool. yeah, very cool. <laughs> Yeah. And then we've got food so people can come in and grab something to eat and get something to carry around with them to sip on. But the other thing is a raffle, um, because, as you can understand, the chamber has lost its opportunity to we're a membership organization. So we are we subsist on dues, which is why, you know, we're so grateful that there are 402 entities that choose to participate both for the promotion and the things that we offer them, but also to support our work. So we're very grateful for that. And the city and the village also offer some support. But we're doing a raffle to raise a few dollars too. And I've got a Justin Fields jersey autographed. Poor guy, after nine sacks yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but so we've got a jersey. So you can buy raffle tickets. And when the jersey also, um, Canals has given us a little mini, and I'm not sure if it's going to be a Mercedes or a BMW, but a kid's car that's going to be raffled off. We have a basket of gift certificates for the eateries and drinkeries, uh, including Deer Path Inn, Forrester, The Oaken, uh, uh, anyway, any number of them. So we're calling that the Food and Beverage Road Rally. So you can win that. And then we also have some auto services. The North Shore Auto Spa in 41 gave us over $800 worth of services for detailing and car washes, fellas. And then um, also the Lake Forest Car Spa over the BP. Um, they've given us some too. So what you can do is you can buy your raffle tickets and then just walk over to the bins for these four different things, drop your tickets wherever you want to be, and then we'll pick the winners that day. So we're really looking forward to that. When is this event? October 10th. So it is Sunday, October 10. So it's on a Sunday, 12 o'clock to three o'clock. We expect everybody to come and join us, you know, come out Scoop. and grab some food. Scoop. Oh, I'll be there. The Westlake Forest train station? Yeah, Westlake Forest train station. So when you ask how the world's changed, Pete, holy cow. I mean, all right, so I, I looked this up in anticipation of our chat today, too. When yeah. I started 20, 25 years ago, the city of Lake Forest and the village of Lake Bluff did one, too. They did a study to see what needed to be done to keep the towns successful, right? The business districts and the competition at the time was malls, discounters and big box stores. And there was something in parens that was called internet shopping because <laughs> you know what, right? 
Amazon started in 95. So when you think about that and you think about the fact that, you know, the public really, I mean, when did we start on, on the internet? 93, 92 with the dial up AOL. You know, going back there and now, obviously the towns, the businesses, the stores are completely different now than then in 95, 96, do you see a, a transition kind of going back to the mom and pops or, or, or no? Yeah. So no, it's hard to get stores in town now. Yeah. It's hard to get stores in town. And there are a lot of different elements that contribute to this answer. I mean, one is pre-COVID. I think the issues would have been the cost of doing business in town, you know, because this is a high rent district. Deservedly so. I mean, you know, the marketplace establishes where the price should be for, right? right? Okay, so that's number one. Um, But now you have issues with not only the cost of doing business, but you have issues of staffing and employees. And, you know, there are people, I don't know how many conversations I've had about this and people who say, well, you know, if you're getting a government subsidy, you're not going to want to work. And my response to that is, that isn't all there is here. The other thing is that people were home. Parents needed to stay home with their kids. There was a reconsideration of what was important and what they cared about in their work and what they wanted to do. There's also the factor of safety. You know, if you're, uh, let's, let's look at daycare or childcare. Those kids are not vaccinated, that they're watching. So there are some people that are very concerned about that. And then there's the issue of, you know what, if, if you're in a restaurant, and I've, I've heard restaurateurs tell me this, that, you know, one of the problems with finding waitstaff, as an example, is that the waitstaff has to be the mask police. The waitstaff also is subject to people who will not be wearing their masks, who are eating or drinking. So there's the safety factor there. But there's the other thing is that if the kitchen is slow, because like like Joe at Chiefs or, yeah. or Donati's or some of the other restaurants, if the kitchen is slow, then the owners step in, which I know Joe does. I give that guy so yeah. much credit. And I've known him since he was this dog. Yeah. But you know what? You've got to be able to do that. But your wait staff is now not only taking care of the customer, there are fewer of them. They're also running the food, bussing the tables. People get pissed off. They Mm -hmm. don't tip. And you know what? If they're not tipping, you're not making, you know, you don't necessarily have the salary that's going to support you. And it's not the optimum. It's not what it used to be. It's not being out there and just offering the customer service and being the front, right? The money stopped uh, this month, right? Have we seen, I know you said it's not the money, but if it was the money, do we see anything changing where, because I mean, like the Lantern's got to shut down a couple days a week. You know, Joe's had to shut down a couple days. Jeff's got multiple businesses so he can rotate staff, but what about everybody else? You see that easing up or it's still, still rough out there? It's still rough out there, Pete. It's still rough because the other thing that happens this time of year is that students that have been working those jobs have gone back to college. And this year they're going back to work. I mean, they're going back to school. They're not, they're not doing it remotely. Right. 
So there's that too. So that there are some businesses that might've been covered over the summer months, which would have been the busiest outside yeah. for some of the eateries and drinkeries. Right. But, um, but that's a problem too. So that isn't letting up. That's, that is the crisis and it's retail too. It's not just restaurants. It's retail. Well, the new people moving in besides, okay, the auto show, we're going. Now, Joanna, we t- I tell everybody I'm going to be at their thing. So take it with a grain of salt. School's I'll always. I'll be there. Like, Pete, where are you? Thank you, school. <laughs> he just takes pictures for me. But this, <laughs> this time of year, what do we got going on now? Because we got Thanksgiving coming up, the tree lighting. What's Give us, uh, what's the fourth quarter looking like? You know, it's interesting because some of the events that had to be put on hold last year, I wasn't sure that they would take place, but they are. So that some of the fundraisers, I haven't seen whether it's actually happening. I know last weekend was a huge weekend because Ellawa Farm had their fundraising event. Um, Gorton had something in their parking lot. They had something going on block party. Lake Bluff had that huge celebration with like a thousand people out there on the golf course for the 125th. So this time of year, you're going to see the the fundraisers. You know, there are the nonprofits who have a variety of things going on. The book sale, right? I know you talked to Nancy and um, Sandy. They were Um, cranking it. Yeah, right. To to your backlog, right? Well, you know, the other thing is, Pete, that everybody wanted to get out and do those things again. You know, people really want to see this stuff happen. There was somebody who was talking about having a wine walk in Market Square as a fundraiser, which is great. Um, We're going to do our cocoa crawl, which is non-alcoholic, and we'll do that uh, to get people in stores. So we're going to do that. That's tree lighting weekend. Okay. And when when is tree lighting weekend? So tree lighting, Pete, for those who don't know, yeah, is always the day after Thanksgiving. And nice. that is, um, that's a Friday evening. Um, you know, what'd you say, school five o'clock-ish, yeah, five o'clock-ish, five, five, it well, starts. Actually, it goes, uh, doesn't go all afternoon. And then the tree lighting yeah, is in it, at five, they have events going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. During the day. So, Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to have um, a fun kind of thing with passports, getting people into the stores during the day, because that is also small business weekend, right? Right. So to do that on Friday, get people into the stores, and then you end up in the square. I think the the actual ceremony starts at like five, and um, it usually has a choir from the high school. The switch is flipped, and the lights go on everywhere, so that's... I, I know everybody would love to see that. And for the newcomers who've moved yeah. over the past two years, they haven't seen yeah. it before. Right. Yeah. All right. I will, I, I will be at that. School, you keep track of so. all the stuff? Yeah. I mean, I hope you're there, Pete. It's like right in your backyard. Well, you know, this is the east side. I did hear, I did figure out there's an east side, west side Lake Forest contingency. Do you guys wear like there's, sweaters or? <laughs> no, there's also Velf. Which is very East Lake Forest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Edit that well, out, uh, oh my God! <laughs> I could just feel the email heat right now. <laughs> Join. What I would urge everybody to do. What'd you say, school? Join. 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 Join the chamber. Oh my gosh! Well, for businesses and people and entrepreneurs. 
you know, yeah. those who want to start a business, come come over and join join us because we we personalize it and it's something, you know, every chamber is different, totally different personality. There are some that uh, specialize in the special events. There are others that do a variety of things. And, you know, in our case, what we do is we also really care about each individual business and spend a lot of time with them um, to be able to connect them and get things going. And I would tell people not to hesitate to get in touch. And, you know, I can be the first call if you want. And then what we can do is I can tell you who on the staff would be best able to help you and we can get things rolling for you. So that's number one. So it's definitely join because we can't provide this service without having members. And we were really concerned, honestly, last year that we would suffer just like everybody else because if a business was deciding if they wanted to keep their, if they're if they needed to the right. money to keep their lights on and staff it, they weren't going to join a chamber. And uh, so any rate, so that's why I'm very, very grateful that we have as many members as we do. So that's number one. Number two is I ask everybody out there to patronize local businesses. It's easy to sit. In, yeah, right, Pete. It's easy to sit at home and do your shopping online. But every time you do, it's money out of the pocket of a local business. So that's number two. Even if you can't get everything here, pay buy something here. Let me leave that there. So that's very, very important. And then the third thing is to have patience because we've talked about what the businesses are going through. And, you know, there are some, there are some incredibly resilient people out there who run these businesses and people who have been at it for a very long time that are, you know, not able to do things the way they would want to in the best of all possible worlds, but they're trying. And I think it's very important for us to have that patience. Uh, one of the presentations that we did last year was a great friend who is um, who's a resident in Lake Bluff, who's a retired Navy SEAL after 27 years. And Steve did um, a presentation. Actually, he's going to be back with us. So that's another thing that we can talk about in November. It'll be Veterans Day week um, that he's going to be doing a presentation for us at the Deer Path Inn and anybody can come. So, you know, we'll, we'll make sure you guys get some information oh, nice. about that. But he does he does a presentation about resiliency that is huge. And, you know, that's what we all have to practice is a resilient mindset patience, um, collaboration, and honestly, a little more civility, um, you know, civility. I, I, yeah, yeah. That is just, a buzzword? <laughs> it, well, you know what, I mean, I mean, it's, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. And we just all, oh, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that's been unleashed. And you know what, it's, it's really sad because that's adding to the burden that businesses are already bearing. Joanna, what's the best way for somebody to join up with you? What's your uh, website? LFLBchamber.com? That's it. Very easy. And you can go there. There's a calendar of events. There is a business directory. You'll see what's going on and much of what we talked about today. And also the opportunity to join to get membership information is right on that. But you'll see the phone number down at the bottom and our email address, info at LFLBchamber.com. Just send a message. And again, we're happy to chat with people, answer questions. We do it all the time.
We'll put all the contact information in the show notes in the podcast, Joanna. Thank you so much for coming on our 100th show. I love that. I love that. Phenomenal job. Oh, Oh. I I love my work, Scoo. And you know what? It's it's been a labor of love. So it's a wonderful town in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff, both of them. Terrific towns. Thank you, too, for interviewing the businesses that you have, because I know you talked about Joe and uh, and Jeff. And uh, yeah. didn't you do Ellen Sterling? And one of my best friends is Susan Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many. Anyway, so Art, well, sometime I, I would love to hear Art get into bit. I love the old business stuff. Uh, Looking at um, well, Market Square is the first uh, shopping mall, he told me. Yeah, yep, it is. It is. I'll tell you what's a riot. When you get into what stores were here when the chamber started in 1953. Insane. It's really fun. Art, I know you're listening out there. That's going to be our Uh next show. I see you hanging out at the bowling alley that used to be here. The two bowling alleys, school. And the theater. Five auto auto dealerships. Five auto dealerships. And how many uh, hardware stores? There were three hardware three, stores yeah. and yep, because there was O'Neill's, there was Wells Coppathorn, Blanchard's, remember? Blanchard, yep. Blanchard's. So there were the building trade stores. There was a there were two video stores. There were CD stores when I started at the chamber. But we had videos and CDs, right? There was a bar store. What used to be where school is right now? A head shop. <laughs> chambers chambers probably still smells in there right so yeah. oh i'm still removing bricks finding stuff you won't be able to pass it a p test for 20 years al chambers i heard is trying to open up uh chambers too in lake bluff that's just a rumor but uh, you know <laughs> so he's still yeah, around you, you just hear things yeah. well the lantern has been here How since it was it was here in 53 the lantern yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Before the, okay. Before the Tiffany's bought it. Before the Tiffany's bought okay. it. Yeah. 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 So all good. Great stuff. Beth, I know you're listening. Feel better out there. <laughs> oh, even yeah. though you never come on the show. That's okay, Beth. <laughs> all oh, right. She does a great job. Hey, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about in the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and I can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. All the information, all the links will be in the notes. Uh, Scoo, thanks for joining me once again on 100 shows. 100, wow, Pete. 100, we're big time. We thank our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Back. 9.30 a.m. Sunday, we'll be there. I promise, Reverend. May, May lightning strike me. Down from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Hey, November 19th, school, hold that date, 5 p.m. I hear there's going to be a Thanksgiving for all the Patreon supporters out there. Wow. The the Legion. It's going to be a kegger. Don't tell anybody. Cue the band.